Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bravo Tea with a stay-at-home mom. I'm Erica, and I'm ready to talk all things Bravo. Welcome back, everybody. I am joined by my good friend, Fran, to talk about VPR from this week. Cheers. Cheers with my poppy and my fancy glass. <laughs> yeah, and I got my Olipop. We're so influenced with our drinks. I know. And we are <laughs> ready to dish it all out. So they picked back up at Tom's really sad party. What did you think about that birthday party? Like, just, I mean, exactly what Lala said in the after show. Like, these are just people willing to kiss his ass, stick around. They're, they're LA people, right? Like, just all those people that hang out and just want, you know, the popularity and someone in front of them. So there's okay. no real friends there. <laughs> Agreed. It was all like employee paid, except like Billy Lee. So also I have to ask you, how do you feel about seeing Billy Lee? I was shocked. I wasn't, I was not prepared for it. I didn't know that she was on the episode. So surprising, not surprising. Like, you know, they're always seen in the press together. So it was cool to see her, but I, I just kind of feel like she's cloud chasing like everyone else. That's what I thought like last time too. I was like, okay, are you just like at the party because you want to be on TV and I feel like she was friends with Ariana and Tom so that's kind of shitty she's like sticking with him but I think it's to get on TV and for him to have someone to talk to right right I mean that's why Tom Schwartz I feel like is sticking around like Tom Sandoval needs a storyline so I know it's like he has his band like I was like it was like his vocal coach his band manager and he's like oh I'm so glad all these people are here for me I'm like they're like employed by you <laughs> that's a really good point yeah which the other funny topic we have to talk about you one of your friends knows and the assistant yes i found that out recently which she's my friend used to live in la um and i guess knew her through her her times in la um which is so surprising i know so now we see that she's not tom's assistant and i don't have confirmation but i read something that was like allegedly she's ariana's assistant now which would be hilarious yeah, I heard that too, which I mean, good for Ariana. I know. Well, and then so they see like her like doing the dishes and cleaning up after the party. And they were like, do you get paid extra for this, Anne? And she's like, no, I wish. <laughs> I feel bad for Anne. Like what a terrible job. But I mean, I feel like that's the job of any assistant in LA. In, in LA. You know, it's just. I know. But like, I feel like like when you take those jobs, you're hoping like you'll be going to like the set with them or like doing stuff like not like cleaning their cores light and like shot glasses from their like sad <laughs> like party from the night before like or like she's probably at the store buying batteries since we found out tom said ariana never does <laughs> at least she's getting a lot of airtime on this season like she's been on all of the episodes so far so at least maybe that works out for her in that sense I know. I feel so bad for her, though, because in the episode before, like, Ariana's, like, so passive-aggressive to her, but she doesn't want to be mean to her, but she's, like, talking to her like she's almost talking to Tom, and she's like, okay. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Anne has the worst job in L.A. right now. Well, did have the worst job in L.A. before she left I know. Tom. I know. I loved that Team Ariana, like, cheerleader outfit she had on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to listen to her podcast, so I haven't yet, but I'm curious. I know I haven't either because she went to see Ariana on Dancing with the Stars, which mm -hmm. is so funny too. Because I feel like, do you feel like Tom is jealous of all the stuff Ariana's getting? Absolutely. I think they're all jealous. I think that's why Lala and Sheena are giving Ariana hate, saying that her head's gotten too big. Like, I just feel like they're jealous. I know. Aren't you interested? Like, Lala said she's fine with Ariana, but like, 
in the preview for the season when she's like, I've never seen someone get cheated on and they become God. I feel like they may have spun that differently because you know how they do that in the previews to get us all juiced up. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't think that Lala actually was like attacking Ariana in that moment, but they're just using it for, you know, to generate some interest in the season. Yeah, because I feel like if this would have happened to her after Randall, she'd be like, oh, good for me. <laughs> Forget yeah, all this stuff. Right. And she would be absolutely, absolutely furious with the other girls on the show if they weren't supporting her or reaching out to Randall for support. Like she would lose her mind. I know. Cause that was another weird thing. Like, I feel like when she reached out to Raquel, I was like, okay, like if you did that for just the show, okay. But still it's like, if people did that for you, like to Randall and the no name mistresses, like even if they were like, oh, it's for the show, she would have gotten so mad. Right anyone would have like I just I feel like all of these girls just have a double standard so it is what it is I know I do agree but um um when James arrived at the emo night he was just talking about his talk with Tom so what did you think about that with like Tom bringing up Kristen Doty like comparing apples to oranges like you cannot compare you know Tom and um James Kennedy didn't even have a relationship at that point when that happened and that also happened 10 years ago so tom is like you know just trying to make a mountain out of a molehill and comparing you know what he did to what james did which to me you can't compare them i know i don't like that either because like you said like he wasn't really friends with him at that point and james was like 21 years old and like right. kristen and tom were already in a volatile relationship so i thought that was annoying like tom has been instructed by other Tom to just like suck it up, just say sorry. Like, I think if he would have just looked at James and not said that Kristen thing, like, I think he would have like eased up on him and been like, oh, well, he did say sorry. So, okay. It's just becoming more and more apparent that Tom has no remorse. Like, I don't really think that he means what he says when he apologizes. I don't think he feels bad about what happened. Like, he is just a. I don't know, just a completely self-centered person. Like there's no way that I think he feels bad after hearing these conversations, after hearing him on Nick Biles podcast. Like, oh, God, I just don't awful. think he has any remorse. No, that was awful. He was like yeah. late. And then he's like, oh, you were late to mine too. And it's like, shut up. So it's like, if I shoot your leg, should you shoot my leg back? Like, it's like, I don't get it. Or like, if, if I jump off the cliff, are you going to jump after me? Like two wrongs don't make a right. And if he's so adamant that he's a good person don't be wrong back to someone that's wronged you right and on the podcast after that on nick's podcast they kind of debriefed that conversation and nick basically just said like i could see him convincing himself that what he was saying was the truth when nick knew that it wasn't when they were talking about that nick was late for tom's podcast oh, yeah, yeah. and he's like he's just so disconnected from reality like he thinks that his reality is everyone else's which to me that's just not the case yeah, it's like you can lie in your brain, but like I'm not going to go along with the lie. Mm -hmm. And then I liked his wife was like, um, actually, he texted me and he was like at Whole Foods this time. So like if you're claiming he was two hours late and that's so ridiculous, two hours late, like shut up. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing was just a complete lie, but Tom believed it, which to me, Tom believes that he still has a redemption arc. Like he still believes that what he did was just as bad as what James did. Like he's giving us all these instances where he thinks that what he did was real or not wrong or, but everyone else clearly disagrees. 
I know for me, it's like the, I'm sorry, but like, no, but just say, I'm sorry. And then just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Like write in your little diary that you probably have, <laughs> like all the other stuff that you wish you could say to people, but don't say it to them. Yeah, completely. Like he, he has a lot of work to do. Uh, yeah. He's a lost cause, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, Ariana said he just has people around him that he pays, which we already saw at the birthday party, which I agree. They're like blowing smoke up his ass. And yeah. those are the only people he can have. And then they all go out for the emo night. Were you loving that? Because I was like, oh, my God, this is like, I feel like we're in high school. Let's yes. Like, <laughs> my chemical romance. <laughs> yeah. I just think about all the like burn CDs we had like in our cars when we oh played them God. in high school. Yeah. All of that music. I, I loved making the burnt CDs for a few playlist. <laughs> Me um, too. Lala, like, I was so disappointed. She's like, yeah, I mean, what is emo? Like, Nickelback? <laughs> and I'm like, no, girl. Like, I know you probably don't listen to emo, but, like, you know what emo is. Right. I feel like she was just playing that to be cool, but she obviously knows what it is. I know. And then um, how did you feel about Sheena's good as gold? Like, the screaming. <laughs> I mean, it was a good idea. I mean, will I listen to it? No, but just seeing her perform it on the stage, she was like, rah, 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 with that, like, <laughs> with the smoke thing, and it looked like like um, a gas pump. Like she was putting gas <laughs> in her car. I think they're all a little confused as to like what emo is. Like emo and screamo to me are two different things still. So, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I feel like um, Katie and Ariana are the only ones that actually like that music. <laughs> Yes, completely. Because Katie was like living her best life. James was like, oh, look at Katie. Look at Katie go. <laughs> I thought it was funny that James was still kind of like judging them for having a pre-recorded set, though. James was like, I would sooner die than have a pre-recorded set. He's like giving them some shade there. I know. And it's like they weren't there to DJ. Like they said DJ, but it should have been more like host. Like we're hosting emo night because it's like, yeah, they're not like DJing and making tracks like him. So it's like different. Right, like they're not coming for your career, James. Like you'll be okay. <laughs> I, I do kind of want to see him DJ. I just saw he was in Atlantic City like last weekend. I was like, oh, if we were young again, we would have been there. Yeah, my back hurts just thinking about that. It's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, now we'd be like, mm, we're going to sit down. <laughs> at <a table>. yeah. <laughs> we're going to get dinner at 6 p.m. and yeah. then go to bed by 9. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> had our many of AC trips. <laughs> many. <laughs> But um, I liked when Sheena was like, I'm just living out like my Fergie Gwen Stefani life. In and I'm like, dreams. that's not emo either. Yeah. And she's also delusional. She thinks that she can get on that level. I know. Because then on the after show, did you see when Katie was like, listen to that song more times than I'd like to. And then they showed all the flashbacks. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and her music video with Brett. That's like the worst memory I have of that show. <laughs> no, that was bad. That that killed, that put a fork in it done for any of the music. Like, Good as Gold was like, it was like pretty good. It was like when Melissa Gorga did on display. I'm like, oh, that's okay. Right. It's catchy, but it's not good music. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, when she did that music video with him, that was like, that was like R-rated, I feel like. <laughs> yes, it was horrible. Like, there was also like just no creativity to that whatsoever. Like, if you're going to make music and be an artist, like, there has to be some level of creativity to what you're doing. And that just was like porn. <laughs> I know. I feel like we shouldn't have even been like watching them. Like I felt like inappropriate watching it. I don't know about you, but when they were talking on the um, after show about James and Lala making music again, 
I get excited about that. Like I personally like Lala better as an artist than I like Sheena. Like I want her and James to make more music together. Like I, I'd be interested to see if they actually make that happen. I know that would be interesting. I feel like they do like, like a song and like, but then her and Sheena are like, James is like too cool and busy for us. But it's like, no, it's just because he actually has a DJ career now. Back then, I feel like he really didn't. He was just like, remember, he was like crying when he was fired to DJ at Sir. Now he's like, just goes there probably for the show. But like, he's like touring all around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. I mean, he's not like Tiesto yet, but <laughs> I'm sure he has time to make music with Lava. Yeah, I would want to go to a See You Next Tuesday, though. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, that would be so much fun. I've been to Sir, though. It's really small like in person. So I'm like, how do all those people fit by that little DJ booth by the bar? I feel like maybe they sell tickets or something now and they keep it small because there's no way they're yeah, letting they it have. just, you know, open GA. Or I was like, I wonder if it's like a time limit and you take turns. Who knows? Like they boot you out after like X amount of time. <laughs> like COVID restaurants. Yeah. They're like, okay, your time is up. You need to skedaddle. <laughs> Um, but then I thought that was interesting when Billy Lee was asking Tom, like, when was the last time you talked to Raquel? Because I don't know about you, but I'm like, I'm wondering if not only, obviously there is some human in him that regrets doing it and hurting Ariana, but I wonder if he regrets doing it at all because now Raquel, it doesn't even talk to him. Yeah. And Ariana is saying that like Tom needs this like, constant validation like you can see that in his personality so i think the fact that raquel cut him off cold turkey is just making him spiral i think that's yeah. part of the reason why we see him acting the way we do is because she's just like apparently gone in another direction she wants nothing to do with him i know which is interesting though she wants nothing to do with everyone but like has a podcast that's dedicated to talking about them and i'm like that's kind of cowardice you should have just come on the show agree so i'll never listen to her podcast <laughs> yeah oh my god i did a like a tiktok live like listen with um shout out connection queen and it was like rough but she sped up her voice so i'm like well at least it's faster and then someone wrote on the live they were like at least we're all giving like a collective one listen so we're not giving her multiple <laughs> listens i was like that is true but it, it was pretty bad and yeah all she does is talk about them she said she was going to talk about mental health yeah i i she should have been on the show I mean, maybe not for her mental health should she have been on the show, but, like, if she's going to just keep talking about it, then just film. I know. Or, like, uh, yeah, one minute she's like, I don't want to come on because of my mental health. And then the next minute she's like, oh, if you paid me more, I'd come back. And they were like, no, you don't get a pay raise just because you, like, cheated. Like, you get yeah. a pay raise because you've, like, been around for X amount of time, which I get. They probably have, like, guidelines. And to be honest, I don't feel like the show is missing anything without her there. No, you know, I didn't like her before all this anyway. Same. I feel like a lot of people didn't. Like, she was just annoying. Bambi, I bitch. <laughs> yeah. She was just always, like, flighty and dumb. Like, And she'd be like, I'm not dumb, Lala. And it's like, actually, you really are. Yeah, you kind of are. <laughs> yeah. Like, lights are on, but no one's home. Like, her big eyes. <laughs> She's another person that's just the Lulu. Honestly, her and Tom were made for each other. I know. Oh my God. This one guy I listened to his podcast. He was like, all I picture is them watching Muppet Babies together when they're together. <laughs> <laughs> because that's all their brain can handle. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, actually, I could see them watching. Or like, you know, Tom watches Beavis and Butthead. 
Yeah, because that's him and Tom Schwartz in cartoon form. Yeah, I feel like that <laughs> is the two of them. Terrible. Oh my god, it is terrible. But um, yeah, I feel like Billy Lee is just there for that. And then Tom Schwartz dipped out because he went to emo night and then he got there and he's like, oh, did I miss your set? And Sheena's like, yeah, it was a 1030. If you choose us over Tom Sandoval, then you wouldn't have missed it. And sometimes this is when like, I feel like a soft spot for Schwartz because he does like, he's a people pleaser, which Sheena kind of is too. Like they both just want everyone like the group to be happy and together. So like when they're not, they're anxious about it and they try, or at least Schwartz does, tries to like come to everyone. I mean, like, remember the one episode he was like coming over to Ariana, like, hi, like saying hi. Like, it's like, she doesn't want to say hi to you. Yeah. He doesn't get it. He's a lost puppy. He's like a little kid that never grew up. Like, I don't think he'll ever understand that like, this is never going to happen. Like Tom and Ariana are never going to be friends. It'll never be the same as it used to be. I know. Or I love when like him and Katie share the dogs and he's like, do you want to come in? She's like, oh, I guess. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like Ariana got like very heated when Tom brought that up and she kind of like attacked him a bit, which was to me just a little bit too much. But like one, I get where she's coming from. And two, I feel like they're kind of trying to save Tom Schwartz. They're like, this guy is going to ruin your life. Like he's already come pretty close with this whole scandal and your restaurant and, you know, everything that he's done to you and the effects of this whole thing, mm -hmm. but something else is going to happen. Like, I think that's what, what Katie was trying to tell him is like, if you don't cut this off, like it's just going to keep getting worse. Like he's not a good friend. He doesn't actually care about you. And you know, ultimately it's not going to work out for you, which I think why, like, that's why Ariana's being so harsh. Yeah, that was like the interesting part when they were all there for See You Next Tuesday. Lala was also like, like, I think your friendship, you're the beautiful part and you're going to wake up one day and be like, oh my God, I should have got away sooner. And it's true. I mean, like, I feel like everyone doesn't like him because we found out he knew from the beginning, which is the messed up part. It's like, yeah, you didn't do this, Tom, but you didn't do anything to stop it. Like, I know that's your friend. So this is a good topic to discuss. If this was you, this is what I would do. And then you tell me what you would do. If I was Schwartz and like I found out about Sandoval and Raquel, I would have been like, I am your best friend. But since I am friends with Ariana too and respect her, if you don't tell her in like a week, I'm telling her. Yeah. And then if the week goes by and he still doesn't say anything. And I'm about to say, you know, I'm sorry, but I don't feel right knowing this. So I'm going to say something. I mean, that would be the adult right thing to do. But Tom Schwartz in his mind is like a 16 year old boy. Mm -hmm. He was like, I'm going to be your boy. You know, like I'm going to keep the secret. I'm going to pretend like I don't know anything, which obviously was not the right thing to do. At the very least, he could have gone to Katie and been like, hey, I have to tell you something really important. and. Yeah. You know, what should I do? Like ask someone else for guidance that knows all of them and knows the situation and get that type of advice for someone. Cause clearly he's not capable of like thinking that way on his own. No. And it's like, this is why you're divorced from Katie. Like, because of how you kind of, I mean, everyone is like, they're all adults and they're all grown, but it's like, it, it is like a lot of Tom Sandoval. I think of why they're divorced because he always picked him yes. over Katie. And it's like, you're not like, 20 years old dating in your dumpy apartment anymore. Like you're married and own a house together and like you want to have kids together. And it was just probably annoying. She was 
like always being left out. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine having a husband like Tom Schwartz? No. <laughs> no. I will no say way. though, like he is like still attractive. And I'm like, Schwartz, if you like need to save some money, maybe you should like model again. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Like, I, and I feel like modeling, especially like now into your forties and fifties is like totally a thing. Like there's been runway shows of just people in their like later in life era. So go for it. Yeah. I mean, maybe he didn't really get any like deals because like he was on the other side of the scandal, but like even Tom, like Sandoval is getting them a little, like he did that trader show. I mean, even though that was like a grueling show, he still got an opportunity mm -hmm. and he's still doing his band stuff, which looks like literal garbage. Do you see that video I posted and that girl that he's dating must, must oh, be drugged or something <laughs> she, and, and definitely deaf because of the way he was singing. He was like, as it was. And I'm like, Oh my God. The vocal She's coach chasing too. Tired. It's just like everyone else. I just actually, before I logged on here, just watched a video of them going out the other night for Valentine's day. And she didn't like look right. Like, I don't know if she was like high or drunk, but like, and I was like, blink twice if you're okay. Like, maybe <laughs> Please, he has girl. a eyes. <laughs> I don't know if he's capable of doing that. I think she probably is just like, oh, look, I'm a nobody. Like, I can maybe make something out of this. No, she used to date Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh my God. I didn't know that. So that's why I'm really, yeah, and she's like a model. So that's why I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> I'm not here for it. Do you get the Bravo channel at your home? Have you watched Man <laughs> Rolls? Like, it's like, what are you doing? Do you know what this guy did six months ago? Like, do you know what he's still doing? Yeah, but I think you're right. I think she's kind of doing it because she knows he's in the public eye. And it's like, maybe she's not in the public eye anymore. So she's not with Leonardo DiCaprio. She's downgrading to Tom Sandoval. <laughs> How do you go from Leo to Tom Sandoval? <laughs> I know. And the annoying part is like Billy Lee's the one like always posting them like favorite couple. It's like, shut up. I'm not here for that. Me either. And also like if, if Tom had actually learned his lesson and was doing the work to heal, he would not be another relationship at all. That's just another example of how this man is not prepared and not willing to just heal from this process, learn from it and then move on. I know. How'd you feel about Ariana though? Jumping into that relationship after like 11 days. That's the one thing I think I agree with, like of Lala's perspective when she's on the, the after show, it's just like, maybe that was too soon, but I necessarily, like, I'm not one to judge other people's healing processes. Like some people just like to be in relationships. So I get it. I know. I, I just feel like I would be worried. I mean, they're still together and they seem happy, but like if I met someone that was like, oh, my whole life just like blew up publicly 11 days ago, I'd be like, oh, then I'm going to be like the rebound and used. So I don't want to like get into this. Yeah. And I wish they were talking a little bit more about like Ariana and like what she was doing to heal from this whole thing. Like she obviously was the most impacted person of all of this. And I know she's been like working a lot. She did Dancing with the Stars. Like she's been very busy, but like mm -hmm. what else does that process look like for her? But it seems like the guy that she's dating is a really nice guy and it's going really well. So maybe that's what she needed. I know. And I'm happy. Like, I mean, even for Tom's sake, because when he did meet Lisa, <clears throat> he was like, that was very like dark, everything he was saying. But when they flash back to him talking to Sheena, I'm like, oh, whoa, you like looked like shit. And Ariana looked 
you know, kind of not as bad as him, but like obviously exhausted and everything on that extra bonus episode of Scandal. So at least they both, so this is three months after they both look better. They don't look like they're internally sad. Um, thank God he got rid of that mustache too, because that was doing nothing for him. Agreed. Worm with a mustache. <laughs> I know. He actually, like, he looks healthy and he looks good. Well, this is when he's not drinking. So, like, he does, like, his skin looks better. And, I mean, even though he's a terrible human, it had to feel really good to let, like, the lie out. Like, that had to be a lot of anxiety and internal stress. I mean, if you're someone that has empathy, sure. But if you're just a complete narcissist, maybe not. Maybe Tom got off on the whole situation. Like, I don't know. I know. And then like, so I, I heard that he had Raquel's name saved. Obviously you have to save it a different name as like, um, Ariana's dad's name. Like, I don't think on purpose, but it's like of all names, you had to pick that name, pick like something else, some weird man name that like no one would think of. That is so bizarre. Right. Or you should have just put like Rick, like Raquel Rick. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> Not Ariana's Some other like, nickname. Yeah, passed away father's name. I'm like, Jesus, so annoying. Um, but yeah, that did make me sad when Lisa was talking to Tom and he was saying that like he was in a dark place. That made me feel bad because and then she obviously felt bad because her brother was like that. But I did like that she was she was empathetic to that part, but then she was like, Well, you put yourself in this position. And it's like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I did not expect that conversation to get as heated as it did. Like seeing them yell at each other was like very triggering. Like I did not expect it, but it's also still just driven by the fact that Tom has no remorse. Like he's still, him saying sorry is all just lip service. I think that's why Lisa's so frustrated with him. I know. He's like, I am Lisa. I am. Like, I was like, oh my God, but you're not because of how you're acting right now. Right. Like, I don't know if he thinks three months is like the cutoff time and everyone shouldn't be mad at him anymore. It's like, it may be freaking eight months that everyone's mad at you. I mean, fast forward, we're about to be a year and everyone's still mad at you. And it's like, it just takes time. Right. And I don't think that anyone ever expected this whole thing to get as big as it did. Like, this became like a worldwide sensation when like people cheat on their girlfriends every day, like girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, like. You know, it, it what like what actually happened was not like the craziest thing anyone's ever heard of, but like the way that the, traje the tra trajectory that this whole thing had was just absolutely insane. I think that's what Tom is trying to like move past. He's just like, I just want this to cool down. And it seems like he's yeah. very much still in the thick of it where Ariana is basically completely moved on. She's got a new boyfriend. She's working. She's living her life. Yeah. I know. And um, when Lisa and Tom Sandoval, I mean, Tom Schwartz met at Vanderpump Dogs, she's like, I don't really think the punishment fits the crime. And I'm like, well, if they just don't want to be friends with him, that's really not punishment. I mean, because then how is that when when it is this messy, you do have to pick a side? Because, I mean, I think it's not just that he cheated on Ariana, even though that's terrible, because they were in a committed long term, basically married relationship mm -hmm. bought the house together um cheating with the friend that's the messed up part that's the terrible part mm -hmm. and while like ariana's upstairs so no respect either yeah it was disgusting what he did and i mean if it were my friend i would he would be dead to me like i would never speak to him again like i think that's what we were talking about on your instagram like it depends on like the situation surrounding the breakup but if it's yeah. cheating like any woman to another woman is gonna be like all right 
fuck that guy. Like, we are going to move on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Larsa Pippen thing that I put up. Yeah, she put, but they were out shopping for Valentine's Day flowers. So who the heck knows what's going on? But I just saw that they refollowed each other. So who knows? Who knows? Like, it's like, are you having a dramatic day? But it's like, yeah, she deleted all the pictures and then put that should your friends follow your ex well it's like well not if he like cheated on you and was like really awful but like we don't know what's going on <laughs> so we right. don't know <laughs> yeah like i don't i wouldn't instantly unfollow all my like friends exes like if they just broke up and it was mutual but if they cheated on them yeah then i would you know just depends yeah bye <laughs> yeah <laughs> dead to us, are dead to us. <laughs> yeah do you always like salivate at the mouth looking at vanderpump dogs too because you're a dog lover yes that's <laughs> like if i ever go back to la that is the first place i'm going <laughs> i told mike i was like oh my god like i was like frankie needs to get groomed there but it's probably like a five-year waiting list <laughs> for like a toenail clipping <laughs> yeah, for sure like you know that people go crazy about that and just yeah. for the chance to see one of the vpr people there which i, I can't I imagine they're there that much but I know. And I wonder if that weird guy still works there. He wasn't weird, but he was like really dramatic. Remember the one guy? And I was like, I feel like he thinks he's going to like get on the show when he was like really involved in the Lucy, Lucy apple juice stuff on real housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. And I remember he like helped like that legislation that they did, like the Yulin dog meat festival. He was mm -hmm. on some of those episodes too. I vaguely remember him. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if he's like still works there because I feel like he was hoping he'd like, I feel like get on like, Vanderpump rules <laughs> causing all that drama yeah I mean there's a lot of people like that on the show that just kind of wanted their airtime but never ultimately became full-time cast members yeah no agreed um but Lisa says to Tom Schwartz that they're opening that wolf restaurant in Lake Tahoe which is so funny so like one minute they're closing pump because she's like Ken is too old and we need to retire and <laughs> and then she's like but we're opening a new restaurant in Lake Tahoe and it's going to be <laughs> and then she like obviously this is like the code for uh this is the cast trip that everyone has to go on so go invite everyone even though we know everyone doesn't want to be with um Tom Sandoval but it's like also we know that they all have to go on the trip together and I feel right. like they know that too I mean we can't break the fourth wall and say it but it's like when he showed up to see you next Tuesday um when he invited them wasn't that so funny though when Lala was like are you like invited or are you just like passing through <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was giving me like you could sit with us vibes from like me yes <laughs> And I wonder, like, I I heard that Raquel maybe shows up this season at some point. So I wonder if Tahoe is that point. So I'm very curious to see. So spoiler alert, she doesn't. Mm. But she was supposed to go to Tahoe. Lisa was, like, invited her. That's what Raquel claims. Because also, when her and Tom Sandoval open their mouth, I'm like, well, I don't even know if what you're saying is true. Because you lived a double life for, like, nine months. Like, if you told me you're underwear was blue i don't know if i'd like believe you at this point so she claims that she was supposed to go on that trip interesting and so do you think we'll see any of her this season then no and the way she did the reality reckoning i think bravo wouldn't even have her back even if she wanted to because of all of that because she's basically saying like they made her cheat or like they made her drink and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh my God, no. Yeah. 
I wonder like what's the breaking point for Bravo producers to just not rehire someone because there are so many people that have gotten rehired that have shocked me. So I'm I feel like they'll always take anyone back besides Bethany. I know. <laughs> I know. I just don't know if they would because she did that whole lawsuit with Sheena too. Because that was like a real chicken move too. Like I feel like she did that just so she didn't have to do the reunion with her. Because if they yeah. don't show up to the reunion, they like don't get their paycheck. I think that she was probably most afraid of Sheena because that was the girl that she was the closest with. And yeah. Sheena was the closest girl with Tom also. Yeah. I know. that. That's the sad part. Like. Cause like Lala never liked Sandoval. So I feel like she's like, no sweat off my back. I don't care. <laughs> but that's it's how I would feel. Yeah. The people that were friends, like, like I know people are like, Oh my God, Sheena makes us all about her. And it's like, well, no, I don't think she's trying to take away from Ariana, but she's just saying like, I am affected from this because I am friends with him. And because she was so close to Raquel and she was there that night and she put her through that whole lawsuit. I mean, that's very damaging. She has a child. And she's a public figure. She could lose sponsors and stuff. I mean, that really affected her. She's not saying like, oh, everyone feel bad for me and not Ariana. But I understood why it affected her. It didn't affect Lala. Like someone like that. You know what I mean? Like she, I feel like wasn't even really friends with Ariana either. Right. I mean, losing two of your friends, like two of your closest friends is extremely tough. So she was going through like a breakup of her own. But, you know, obviously not the same as Ariana. Yeah. Yeah. But I did like when um they were all kind of like, you could tell they were all giving Schwartz like the cold shoulder vibe. And like Sheena was sitting there like 2001 Britney Spears with like those sunglasses. And she's just like, not gonna answer you. And then when he spoke to Ariana like that, though, I was like, whoa, because obviously she's upset because you could tell she's like nervous to be around him. And he's like, well, you guys live together. And it's like, well, that's different. Like, she doesn't want to hang out with him. Right. And that's the thing. That's exactly the moment that you kind of realize that Tom Schwartz puts on this whole, like, sweet puppy. Like, I just want everyone to love each other. But Tom Schwartz does have, like, an angry streak in him. Like, I think about when they were in New Orleans for um, their, like, bachelor or bachelorette party. And he just, like, completely attacked Katie. I forget exactly what he said. But it was oh. disgusting. Like, so I still feel like Tom Schwartz is kind of putting on some sort of personality for the show. Like, I don't think we always see the real Tom. Yeah, he like snips quick and then regrets it. Like, remember last season when they all had their beach day and they went into that bar and he was like really mean to Lala. He's like, yes, who even is Lala? You're so fake and blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, she like barked back at him. And then he was like, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Come back. And it's like. No, you just realize what he said. And then when he said, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with Katie anymore. It's like, Katie's probably glad she doesn't have to deal with you. She's the one that asked you for a divorce. <laughs> like, what do you mean you're glad? Yes, completely. I just think that we maybe don't see the real Tom Schwartz all the time. Yeah, because when he was telling Ariana, like, I just think your ego has, like, gotten out of control. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know boundaries was, like, an ego. And it's like, yes, she's getting these opportunities, but like, I, I don't think her ego, ego is inflated. No, I don't either. And I still stand by the fact that they can judge her and think that she's like become some sort of big celebrity or her head's gotten too big, but they've all financially benefited from this whole scandal. Like yeah. Lala was on an, 
<laughs> right, right. Except for their business, which I'm sure suffered. But like Lala is on Uber Eats commercials. So is Sheena. Lala's on the Argyle commercial. Like they're all working. Their podcasts are getting more listened to. They're all benefiting from this. They're all working more. Like the mm-hmm. show is about to get canceled before this happens. So the fact that the show even exists now is because of the whole scandal. Yeah. I know. Well, because remember that real rough season with like COVID and like those random servers. I'm like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, the, the ratings were the, like the worst they had ever been before the whole scandal. So they can't judge Ariana for getting all this work and being happy and moving on because they've all benefited from it. I know. So, yeah, when she's like, I gave up on you a long time ago and I'm better for it. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she went pretty hard on him, but I would be if I were her, I'd be pretty frustrated with him, too. Like, not just because it's a betrayal of your friendship, which obviously his alliance is to Tom Sandoval, but just like save yourself, bro. Like Tom Sandoval does not care about you. Like you're trying to be a good friend to someone who does not give a shit about you. Yeah. No, I agree. I know. And it's like, they're not sock monkeys together. Like he's not like that important in your life. If he's doing these things to you. Right. Like I, if I were Tom Schwartz, I would just close that chapter and move on. Like it's, it's hard to lose a friend, but a lot of stuff has happened and he's just not a good friend. Like when has Tom Sandoval been a good friend to Tom Schwartz? I feel like, like I can't think though, of anything. Schwartz has no friends. So he <laughs> has to keep Sandoval. I think if he would have played this out different and been like, I'm telling everyone what you're doing, they would have been like, wow, Schwartz did the right thing. Like you're on our side. But like now at this point, it's like he might as well keep Sandoval because he he has no friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not sure he'll ever get redemption in Katie or Ariana or a lot of other people's eyes because of it. I know. It's funny. Like our, um, Katie and Ariana, like walking around, I'm like, yeah, they got rid of the Toms. The Toms are gone. <laughs> They were always better than them. I know. Katie, it just looks like better. Like, you know what I mean? Like now that she's not with him, she's not unhappy. And then how about her going on that date with Sheena's uh, bandmate from the 27th? (laughs) I was like, oh my God, look at you. I could (laughs) see her as like a musician because she loves music so much. Yeah, completely. And she has a new style. She's got a new haircut. Like, she also is in like a rebirth, <laughs> um, just yeah. like Ariana is. It is funny though that they're like, like Tom and Ariana probably will be after the sale of this house. But it's like so funny. Like they were all in apartments, then they all got houses. Now they're all back in apartments. <laughs> like they're like backtracking. Yeah, I mean it happens. Life unfortunately is not linear. I've learned that lesson. So. I know, except Jax and Brittany. How about them? Out of everyone, out of all the guys, he's like married with the kid, with the house. They're going to be on the new show. The show, like every time the commercial comes on, I'm like, all right, the cornball commercial. I get it. <laughs> like I am going to watch it, of course. And they're going to segue us into like how they did with VPR back in the day from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like apparently he's going to go out with the guys and then he's going to leave and he's going to drive up to the valley and their show's going to start. So that's how they're going to like segue and suck us into that. I don't know. My premonition is that this is going to be one season of the show. I never liked Jax. I never liked Kristen. I don't feel like they ever, they didn't get anyone on that cast that's really going to drive someone like me in. I know that they tried to get Stassi and she basically was like, 
no chance in hell, which good for her. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, this isn't reality for me. These aren't my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But like, if Stassi was on it to me, like that would be an anchor. Like that's someone that I would tune in for. So I don't, I don't see myself tuning in for that. I know, like what I know what they were originally going to do. Um, but then that's when like they fired like Stassi, Jackson, Kristen. What they were going to do was make the show like the Valley and they were going to transition everyone that was like in their adulthood with the kids onto that. So like them, Sheena, Lala, Stassi and um, keep Vanderpump rules for staying about the restaurant. Cause you do have to admit it's like at this point, none of them work at the restaurant anymore. No. They like sit at a roped off section and eat and drink for free and film at the restaurant. But like, they do not work there. It is not how it used to be. And maybe that they were going to try to get back to that before the whole Scandal thing blew up. Like maybe that's how they're going to try to generate new viewership was just have a new cast and people are actually working at the restaurant again. But this has just now progressed so much further than that. But I also don't want a new cast. Cause like when we had no. like, like um, Dana and Brett and Max, I'm like, I don't like any of you people. No, me either. None of the, I mean, I feel like if anyone Dana could come back, but yeah, it's then. like you need one person to mix in because if we think about it, Lala and James were not original, but they were just like mixed in with people. Not like, oh, half the people are gone and then there's half new people. Cause it's like, it's like Stasi said, like, these are my friends. So this isn't reality, mm -hmm. which is true. Like, they're, I don't like when like the housewives has become like that. Like, it's like, all these people that aren't friends, so they're just forced to film with each other. And I'm like, no, well, this isn't really reality. Like, I love Jersey back in the day when it was, like, family and then they were friends. Yeah, me too. And now it's, I mean, nothing like that. Now it's like, oh, this is my friend, which in reality is some, like, acquaintance that they, like, see to gala every year, you know? Yeah, it's like, oh, I met them, like, at my kid's school drop-off. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So I put their name in, like, a hat for the producer to pick. Like, but I know them. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think Anne-Marie and Kyle are actually the friends that they claim they are on the show. No, I think it was, like, yeah, she's my neighbor. Um, her husband used to be in the NFL. Like, she'd probably be good on the show because she's outspoken because that obviously has to be a quality. I feel like you have you either have to be outspoken or a narcissist to be on reality TV because you do have to be into yourself. I mean, you have to promote yourself and be into it and confident with yourself. Yeah. And you have to have this like aspirational lifestyle that they look for in all the housewives, which I mean, which, um, freaking Aaron Amory does. I know. Like I will say like, I know we're going off topic, but I like orange County, but like, can we get Gina out of there? Like, yeah, like, I, just, I don't even watch Orange County anymore. Like, they're not pulling me in. I know. Well, it's going to pull me in this season with Alexis Bellino and all that tornado. But, yeah. um, like, it's like, Gina, I feel like uh, you aren't, like, wowing me. Like, it's like, no, I want to go back to, like, Vicki Gundelson's, like, backyard when she had that, like, grotto, like, Playboy pool. And, like, <laughs> yeah. I want to see Heather DeBro spend a lot of money. Like, it's like, that's what I want to see. Like, not you in your townhouse with, like, six kids and, like, <laughs> you're getting your real estate license because you need money. Like, I'm like, no, I don't want to watch any of that. Vicki Gumbelson is so iconic. I would watch anything with her on it. Oh, my God. I miss her so much. <laughs> yeah. 
And she said she won't come back unless she gets full time. So I'm sorry, Bravo, if you're out there, we need her full time. Just scrounge up some money. Yeah, they could put her on Potomac and I would watch it. <laughs> like oh God, She's so great. No, she should rent one of the boats on like Below Deck. Like uh, Heather Gay did. I watched her episode on Below Deck. They should do that more on Below Deck with like the Housewives. That'd be fun. That's what they should do is the Ultimate Girls Trip. Yes. The next one. I think Vicky did do an Ultimate Girls Trip, which I did watch it. Oh, on, on the Below Deck boat? No, like it was just one of the trips that they took to, I forget where they went. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we're probably never going to see that trip with Caroline Manzo and Brandy Glenn. Oh. And Caroline is one of my trip. favorite housewives. And I am so mad. I was so excited to hear that she was coming back. I know. Because then I was like, all right, well, if she slips into that, then she'll slip into New Jersey. We're definitely not getting her back with this. Because she's suing Bravo. She's not suing Brandy. She's probably like, Brandy has no money. I'm going to sue Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Every time I, I think of picture Brandy, she has like a different face too. I'm like, who are you? I just saw her on Instagram the other day. I was, it was shocking. I was like, wow, definitely changed her appearance a bit. I know. It's like, stop. She looked better back in the day because she was like a model. So I'm like, stop getting shit in your face. Yeah. She definitely crossed the line. It's um, like all that filler or like, I feel like she's getting like cheek implants at this point. I just feel like. Someone like Caroline or like this whole, I feel like there's this whole movement against Bravo now of all these people that were housewives like Bethany and um, Leah from like New York and never Caroline. There's this whole like anti-Bravo thing that's happening. And I just personally don't get it. Like, I think that you sign up to be exploited on these shows. Yeah. yeah. So I just and don't personally understand why they get so upset. I know that Brandy can take it too far, but I'm like blown away with the stuff she's saying. Like she's saying she like pinned her down and she was screaming for help. And it is true. It's like, where the hell was everybody? Yeah. But then why is she not suing Brandy? I guess it's because she's under like their supervision almost. So it's like, if I'm, it's like, if I'm swimming at a public pool, like I'm suing the public pool, not the lifeguard. Yeah. Yeah, that's I guess. I guess <laughs> that's a good analogy to put. Because it's like it's kind of like their fault. They're like ensuring you you're gonna be safe. True, true. And I know that like I was reading a little bit about why Leah McSweeney is suing Bravo. Mm -hmm. And she was basically saying that like obviously she was sober and they were trying to like encourage her to drink more. And they like her, I think it was her grandmother passed away and they made her film right after and like put her in like uncomfortable situations. So interested to see how all these lawsuits play out because it'll definitely set a precedent for other housewives that try to see bravo i know and it's just interesting because it's like there are people that are sober on these shows so i'm like okay well if they're not making them drink why are they making you drink yeah i think for leah specifically like it was part of some of the other housewives pressuring her too. Like, I remember, I forget which other New York housewife said like, Oh, you're more fun when you drink. Like we wish you were drinking. Which um, it's like, that's that person's fault. Not Bravo. Right. Right. And I imagine that you sign your life away when you sign up for one of these shows. Like, I don't even know how you have the right to sue them because I feel like you probably sign the most crazy documents when you sign up to be a housewife. Same. Because I feel like they're also, when they sign it, they're, they're not allowed to sue each other. It says it in there. And like, obviously if you break any of these things, like you just don't get paid, but mm -hmm. 
So I, and I heard none of the women got paid from this past ultimate girls trip, which is messed up because it's like, they already did it. Yeah. Wow. I wonder why they're not getting paid. It must be like some sort of breach of their contract. I don't know. And then like, if we're probably just never going to see it, which is terrible. Mm -hmm. Like they should just like not air that one episode. Cause it's like, they won't be able to take the two of them out of the show, but like, let's just see the rest of the show. And Brandy's like sick of her gun. She's like, roll the tapes. I'm innocent. Yeah. And I mean, they've showed other like very salacious things on the shows before. So how's this any different? That's what Camille Grammer said. She's like, I didn't see anything that I haven't seen before. And I was like, right. oh, shit. Because <laughs> the I mean, last I Ultimate Girls trip, uh, no, not the New York one. Um, the one before that, that was like in Thailand. I had no interest in watching that. I was like, I don't really like anyone on this. So I watched the very first one. And then I watched the one where they were at Dorinda's house. And then the New York one where they went back to Scary Island. And I was looking forward to this one. I know. I like the girls' trips. They have something different to offer. It's always interesting to see how they all like meld together. They need to do a villains one. Like bring Danielle Staub back. Like that would be all the, like, the show. All the like crazy people. And Tom Sandoval. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. He could he could be like the pop out <laughs> No, Raquel can go. Raquel. Oh God. <laughs> She'll be like, guys, I'm here. Gasping to breathe the whole time. <laughs> Don't make me drink. <laughs> Does anyone have a chorus light? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I picture her and Tom having. Ooh. Uh uh. But um Oh, well, we didn't talk about, let's get back on track. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, Tom sits down with Kyle Chan. That was like so awkward. I was like, oh, somebody is definitely going to throw a drink at it. Cause he's like, I feel like someone's going to throw a drink at me, but it's going to be on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Duh. Everyone hates you. Like your server. I'd walk by with like, like a hot plate of food and be like, Oh my God, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, that, that was nice when Jesse came over though. And he was like, you know, like I just had to unfollow you. And then he was so sincere and apologized to him. And I'm like, why didn't you do that to James? Right. That's, that is a perfect textbook example of how you apologize to someone and you be sincere and you mean what you're saying. Yeah. And then when he saw Sheena, did you like shit your pants? Like I was like, oh my God, I think she <laughs> shit her pants at the restaurant. Like I was like, oh my God, is she like, <gasps> I just hate how they're like painting Tom Sandoval as this like, sad scorn man like he gets sheena a drink and she's like oh i'm not drinking right now and he just like looks all sad i'm like no one feels bad for you no one like stop the pity party i was living that they were back in the sir alleyway though i was like we're back <laughs> old times everyone's yeah. back in their apartments and we're back in the sir alleyway let's go <laughs> the second most iconic alleyway other than the grotto's uh ud <laughs> parking lot oh my god <laughs> Yes, where that girl like had that the uh, incident on St. Patrick's Day <laughs> yes. that was all over the news. <laughs> you know, fun fact: Antonio Gorga goes to UD. Really? From um, Melissa and Joe's. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, we're gonna have to go down and creep. <laughs> yeah, do some Slayers and Grottos. 
see if I she's know. around. <laughs> I know. Oh, she, she, she looks like older than me. Like I was like, I'm 33. How do you look like this? And you're like 18 years old. I'm like, you're probably definitely getting in all those bars. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but them in the back alleyway, I was like, okay, maybe he'll be nice and sincere to Sheena, but he couldn't even do that. No, I'm telling you, this man has no remorse. He just doesn't. And Sheena can tell and everyone else can read it. Because I mean, Tom is having like one point. He may, he does make sense when he's like, I was upset that you're like yapping about me on your podcast, but it's like, well, you're kind of going to have to like just suck it up and deal with that because you did something shitty. So they are all going to kind of like talk about it. Um, take it as you will that they're capitalizing off of it. But even if they weren't, they're still going to talk about it because they were your friend. And I think it is pretty messed up that he blocked Sheena when she texts like, are you okay about your friend, Ali, that passed away? Does it just like heart it or be like, I'm okay. Or put K, like single letter K. I mean, like, don't block her. That was pretty mean. Right. And I'm sure in her mind, it's like, okay, so we're not friends. Like, I'm going to keep talking about you on my podcast and doing all these paid opportunities to talk shit about you because we're not friends. Like, you blocked me. Like, I tried to reach out and be a friend and you didn't respond to it. So I'm going to move on. Yeah, because how do you feel about that Nima interview that she did? I, like, forgot about that because it was so long ago. I mean, if we're thinking mm -hmm. about it, we're, like, these things like a year ago and i was like oh i do remember that i mean i'm sorry none of us were there so we don't know but i bet raquel was begging to have sex with him like <laughs> now that we know the Maybe. type of person she is and i think it's just so hard to figure out what the truth is when it comes to that whole situation like to me it, it could be anything like i really i have no idea who we can trust like there isn't anyone we can trust so it's just it could be real it could not be I know, but it's kind of like, I feel like he's so concerned for like Raquel's feelings and like all that. And it's like, well, you both did all this. So no one cares about your feelings. And then like Sheena was like, you're acting like a narcissist. And he was like, no, I'm not. And she's like, a real narcissist would never admit that they're one. And he's like, yeah, I know. That's why Lala won't. And it's like, no one's talking about Lala. Are you want to get <laughs> popped? She's going to come out of the alleyway and be like, you want to get popped with her long fingernails? <laughs> yeah. Like that was so annoying. He is just trying to make any case that he is not the worst person. And he's trying to drag James or drag Lala or drag anyone mm. else that he can to be like, oh, they've all done shitty things in their life too. I'm not a bad guy. Yeah, wait till so Jack comes weekend. back for that meetup. He'll probably be like, you were the worst back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. He's been the worst from the beginning. Like him and probably Jax have always been my least two favorite people on the show. Like from season one. And see, I did used to think like, oh, Sandoval really does go above and beyond. Like, remember when he was doing everything for Jax's wedding? Mm -hmm. And like, I was like, oh, he really is just like being so nice. And Jax like, no, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I think now when I look back on it, I'm like, I thought Jax was being a douche. And I'm like, no, Tom, he probably just knew how he really was off camera. So that's why he was like frustrated. Maybe he was putting on a front for the camera. Yeah. Definitely. I agree. I think he's just being fake. I don't think he has a good bone in his body. But then I was like, if he was like fake like that, I don't know if Ariana would have been with him for nine years because she doesn't seem fake to me. Yeah, true. It's a good point. But I mean, a narcissist can manipulate you and make you think that there's someone that they're not. Yeah, that's true. I know. And then like the other part of being a narcissist, I feel like is nothing can be their fault. 
Like he can't even just suck it up that Sheena's calling him and Arsis has got to bring Lala into it. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't get it. Like he's lost. They didn't talk about that on the after show. I wanted them to be like, Tom called you a narcissist. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Lila would have been like, not Lila, Lala would have just freaked out. Like it would have been funny to see. I know. I mean, we know that she's seen it now. I was like waiting to see her go to Instagram and then like, send it to Daryl, Tom. <laughs> yeah. And your complaints of me being a narcissist to Daryl. I mean, Randall was like a narcissist, I feel like. So I was like, well, two narcissists really can't be together. I mean, they can, but that doesn't mean the last because it has to be about them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think Lala's a narcissist. I think that's just Tom grasping for straws. No, she's just like into herself. But like I said, all these people kind of have to be to a degree or else you'd be like terrible at reality TV. Like sometimes like I do look at Schwartz and I'm like, you're so nervous and weird during these interviews. How are you still on reality TV? Yeah. And I mean, Lala walked so Ariana could run. Like Lala had to pick up the pieces of a scandal. She mm -hmm. had to, you know, really believe in herself to make her life successful after the whole situation with Randall. So I think that Ariana's just doing the same thing. It doesn't mean that they're narcissistic or into themselves or, you know, whatever. I think they're just trying to pick up the pieces of their life and like trust in themselves to move on. Agreed. So this brings me to my point that I wanted to make that I forgot to talk about last week is on the after show, Lala was talking about Ariana needs to just move out of that house. And she's like, um, you know, I just moved out and Sheena's like, well, it's not the same thing. You didn't own that house. And she's like, yes, it is the same thing. That made me so mad watching that. Cause I'm like, no, it's literally not the same thing. And I don't know like exact rules, but I feel like if Ariana or Tom would just voluntarily leave, they would almost like lose the rights to what happens to the house. Right. It's a very different situation if you're just living in someone's house and you don't have ownership it than mm. when you like joint co-own a piece of property. Like it's even it's not even as easy as just one of them selling their piece of the property to someone else. Like there's a lot of paperwork, there's a lot that has to happen. You probably have to refinance. Like it's just not that easy. So it's going to take time. But I think their biggest issue is that they just don't agree what to do with it. Like I think Ariana wants to just have either both of them sell and move on or she wants the house and Tom wants the house. And I don't think like it was very easy for Katie and Tom because they were both like, let's just sell and move on. But yeah. Well, I don't think Ariana wants to stay there, but like, I agree with her. Like, it's like, I think we should just sell the house. Cause also it's like, Tom, why do you want to live there? And like, can you afford to live there by yourself? Yeah, and it's much easier just to sell it and split the profit than to figure out this whole, you know, new ownership model of selling your piece of the house, which is not, that's not even how that works. Like, so yeah, he said on Nick Vile's podcast too, he was like, oh, I offered her like 1.1 million over. I'm like, where is all this money coming from? Because all you did was that trader show. But before that, for months, you did nothing. You can't even come into Schwartz and Sandy's, which like probably is just going a disaster. And I feel like they've, put themselves in in the real big negative real early because they were like they were paying do, do you know how much their rent is mm -hmm. twenty five thousand dollars a month and it's like next to like a pet smart <laughs> like, <a> laundry <laughs> mat. like it's in like a weird shopping center because i like like google mapped it and i'm like ew this is where it is like i couldn't believe it was that expensive either just because of where it was but it's like before they were open, they were spending that money and renovating it. And then when this happened, no one wanted to come. 
and people were quitting. Yep. So it's like, and he had to take a loan out on the house for the bar. So it's like, how are you buying her out? If anything, she could buy you out probably. Right. And Ariana is basically saying that she can't even afford to do that. And she's been working way more than Tom yeah. has. And on like Tom earlier in the season says that he overdrafted his bank account at some point, paying all the bills that Ariana wasn't paying. So I'm like, Did if you can't even afford to pay scale? the mortgage, how are you going to afford to buy her out? Yeah. Yeah. That got on my nerves too. I'm like, I knew there had to be something to that. So I talked about that last time when he was like, oh, she hasn't paid me. And it's like, she said, because she's been asking for an itemized like printout and proof that that's how much the bill is. It's like, you lied behind my back to, for nine months and cheated on me with our friend. You think I'm just going to open, give you money and like not see proof of the bill. And he was overcharging her for the mortgage. But then I'm right. like, how do you not know how much your mortgage is? That's kind of sad on your part. Yeah. I mean, I think at that point she said they like refinanced or something. So she did know in the beginning and then they like oh, took out, a, I think they took out a loan for the restaurant, which like meant yeah. they refinanced. And then from that point on, she just didn't know the exact amounts. Yeah. And then she said she like signed with that. So like, I need to know what's going to happen with that for her. That's what he doesn't understand. She's mad about all the personal relationship stuff, but all that too, because when you become like one like a marriage you do do stuff like that together but like when then you decide to blow it all up and not even consider oh i put my finances and my name on the line for your loan and now you're going to do this it's like oh go get raquel to co-sign your loan now oh wait she blocked you you can't <laughs> yeah and i think that ariana will let tom stay in that house by himself over her dead body like mm -hmm. i think she is going to do whatever she can to just get him to sell yeah, he'll do like the scenes from Step Brothers and he'll like fake like all this stuff so they don't sell the house. He'll be like, hey, hey neighbor, I last night with the shower curtain. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's going to let that happen. And I agree with her. Like, she is a scorned woman in this scenario. She yeah. rightfully hates his guts. And if anything, she's going to stay there or they're both going to sell. And in her mind, anything else beyond that is just not reality. I mean, it's like, dude, are you like adopting a whole family? I'm unaware of like that whole ass house for yourself. It's a little much to like, like, go it's buy a house great house. <laughs> like James, like I get like, if you don't want to go rent an apartment, cause I'd love to know how much Lala pays. Her apartment is like two levels and it's like three or four bedrooms and like lots of bathrooms. So it's probably really expensive. So at that point you are like, I should just like buy a house. So he could go, if he has 1.1 million, go buy James's house. <laughs> like That a was her house. point. Yeah, I think that's what Ariana was trying to say. It's like, if you have all that money, then just go buy something else. Like, why are you torturing me? Yeah. Well, and it's like he's holding it up. Because, so they're going to court in June um, to just resolve it. And the judge is probably going to say, like, just both sell the house. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if he, like, has even showed her proof of funds that he could afford to buy the house either. Because it's like, hello, ding dong. You could say you want to buy the house, but can you buy the house? Right. And I don't think it's even that simple. Like, you know, if you co-sign on a mortgage, it's not you own 50% your partner owns 50%. Like... And there's no real way to like sell half of a house, you know, like, I just don't yeah. know how that would work. I know. That's why he needs to just shut up. And that's what Lisa said at the beginning. She's like, you should be a gentleman and like leave. <laughs> yeah. Get out. Like you cheated on her. You messed this whole thing up. Like just leave. Get out. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
Take yeah, like, words of advice. Why don't him and Schwartz just freaking buy a house together? There we go. Problem solved. They honestly, they're like the most real relationship on the show. <laughs> like they are clearly in love with each other. Yeah. So they might as well. They should just like live together. I mean, at this point it would make sense. Yeah. Well, this was fun. Thank you so for much coming fun. back and recapping. I know sometimes we get so heated too. I'm like, damn, it's like, I know these people. <laughs> right. It's like, awesome. I feel like if I ever met them, I'd be like, Hey girl, like, like they know me. <laughs> it helps you just get disconnected from reality. That's why I love Bravo in general. It's just, it's an escape. I know. I'm like, I want to watch your dramatic life and I want my life to just be peaceful and normal. And my friend <laughs> yeah. not like sleep with my husband. <laughs> like, Seriously. No, I'm good on that. <laughs> it causes scandal. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for having me. This is so much fun. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And now I'm going to do my recap of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I'm going to save next week for the season finale to do it with a friend because I feel like that recap discussion will be more interesting because we're going to get Kyle and Maurizio dropping the bombshell on that one. I can't believe the season's over, by the way. Like, I feel like it just started on one hand, but then I'm like, well, we got Summer House coming on another show starting, so we need to make room. And we know that Beverly Hills, they already shot the reunion, so I knew it was coming, but I was like, oh my God, next week is over? Like, crazy. But it opens up with Erica going to see her therapist, and she's just talking about not having Tom kind of be her net, and she's doing this all on her own, just out on the streets earning her own money and spending her own money, not other people's. And she says that she's upset that the ladies don't really care about her victory on the appeal for the earrings when they were in Spain. Like she definitely was thinking everyone's gonna be like, oh my God, that's great. I knew you were innocent the whole time. And kind of like crickets. No one really said anything except Crystal did apologize when they went to stroll off and get ice cream. But everyone else was just kind of like, oh, okay. Like that's great. Um, Sutton and Avi then go to see Santos, and this is the first time she's going to ride on him. So I didn't realize she hadn't ridden on him yet. I thought we just hadn't seen that, but I guess it's because he's still a new horse and she has to get to know him and he has to get to know her. And he's like, but you know what, girl, you're putting me up in this nice little stable. She calls it his apartment, but it's like a little fancy stable and not little. It's very palatial. I'm sure it's super expensive to have him there. And she always brings some nice, clean little carrots in this cute little straw bag. So Avi is feeding one of the carrots to Santos this time. And Santos is like, I'm not waiting for you and just takes it on his own. That was pretty funny on the horse is so beautiful. I like went to a birthday party when I was little and rode on a horse. I never got into actual horseback riding, but kind of my parents should thank me for not because I feel like it's a very expensive hobby and you need to have Sutton's like money to upkeep with the hobby. And Kyle comes to visit her and is watching her on the horse. And she's like, um, are we sure Sutton's ever even ridden a horse? Because she is kind of giving me flashbacks of Vegas on that bull riding thing. So that was pretty funny. But I also don't know how you're supposed to really look like I know when you are riding the horse, to me, it looks so uncomfortable when they're like jumping up and down and their butt is just like slamming on to the saddle. But I feel like she was riding it right. Like I see other people do that. And I noticed on her 
riding pants. She had like almost like cushion for her butt. I mean, that's what I would need. I would need like a pillow, I feel like, on my thing um, if I'm going to do all that. But also we found out that Kyle is allergic to horses. So she came, she said that at the after show, she came to see her and was having like an allergy attack. But the production's probably like, um, you need to get your butt to those stables and have a conversation. She's probably like, I'm allergic. And they're like, take a Benadryl and do it for your paycheck. Okay, girl. So they're just kind of talking about Spain and just revisiting that Sutton was like really upset. She feels like she was putting her marriage to a complete end because her ex-husband Christian, as we know, is moving away to London with that new job he's getting. So she's said that she had called him and said she wants to say goodbye in person because I didn't realize he lives down the street from her. Now that's weird. I mean, I feel like the way they got divorced was kind of sad for her. Like he just like called her and was like, Oh, you should get a lawyer. I'm going to divorce you. It was just like, okay, thanks. I wouldn't want to live down the street from you, but it's nice that they're on a talking level. So she's definitely going to have adjusting. I, I didn't realize he lived that close to her. He's probably like getting her mail for her at the mailbox. Um, and then Kyle asked if they had ever gone to therapy. And then she said no. And she, like Sutton said no about her and her ex-husband. And she said she assumed when they were separated, they would go to therapy, but they didn't. And Kyle then obviously gatewayed into telling her that her and Maurizio are currently in therapy. And that she is starting to realize during therapy that they are both really busy. So instead of like Sutton's situation where her husband was getting busy and growing and she was just staying the same, Kyle and Maurizio were both growing and that's why it's hard. It's almost like you do need one person to not work as hard so they can kind of be at home if you have kids, I mean, if you don't have kids, then both of you can have the schedule like Kim Kardashian. It doesn't matter. But if you have kids, somebody needs to be home. And I assume that Kyle wanted to be home. Like, I'm sure if she wanted a nanny, they could have had one, but she didn't want to. And I understand that. Like, I wouldn't want to do that either. And when your kids get a certain age, you can't bring them everywhere you go. Like, if they're in school, they can't be parading around with you jet setting around the world because they have to go to school. So she said she like Kyle said she was never the type of wife that was just going to stay home and shop while he went out and earned all the money. And I get it. And it's just interesting to hear her though, say that she wants to, you know, work it out because I feel like for a long time she was being like bratty at the beginning of the season. And now it's like, okay, well, if you're in therapy, then there's hope and you want to work it out. So at least they're both going together too. Cause we know that Kyle was in therapy, but they're doing it together, which is also the most helpful. Um, but then we see Garcelle and her sons. And like, at first I was like, Oh my God, I'm getting like tired of seeing scenes with her and the sons. Like get this woman to lunch with Denise Richards or something. But then I quickly changed my mind because they were doing a nice topic. They were talking about cyberbullying, which I am so thankful that really didn't exist when I was younger because there was like no cyber wave to really bully on. Like we had the dial up AOL chat room. Um, I'm sure people were bullied in that. So that could be 
the time period for my cyberbullying, but none, no one I was close with or in school with experienced that. Um, Facebook was just coming out when I was in high school. We had like a MySpace. Do you remember that? Like my MySpace is probably lingering around somewhere on the airwaves. Um, but we know that Garcelle's son received a lot of cyberbullying with the bots. And remember it was like, so that was like two years ago. And they were saying like, like Diana Jenkins was behind the bots, like supposedly or allegedly, which is like weird and crazy. Like, I don't think that at all. I think people are just mean and have no life. And sometimes when I read under these people's like comments on Instagram, I'm like, do you really think they give two shits that you're writing this? Like people like make fun of Kim Kardashian. I'm like, I'm sure she's not even reading this. Like, and I'm sure she doesn't care. And guess what? You commenting on it is just giving her more comments and more of a platform. So, um, her and her son are doing a GoFundMe though, for this, um, foundation that raises money for cyberbullying. And, uh, that was nice. So this is, um, the son that was telling her he wanted to maybe go live with dad. And I don't think he lives with the dad full time. So maybe he changed his mind, but so they're both like 15 and Garcelle is just talking to him one-on-one -on -one and she's like, I realize I need to parent you differently than I parent Jax. And I will let you like go out with her friends in Ubers. And I'm like, wait, he was going to like move out and he was mad at you because you wouldn't let him go out in Ubers. You're 15. I don't know if I would want my <clears throat> 15 year old out in an Uber by themselves. I mean, he is a man. So I guess a little different, not to be sexist, but a little more protective than a woman. And you're thinking, okay, well he'll be maybe safer and he's with all of his guy friends. So it's a bunch of guys, but still, I mean like, why do you need to go out in Ubers? I mean, it's not like you can drink. What are you clubbing till 3 a.m.? Like, why can't Garcelle drive you? It's just real weird. Like, do it the old fashioned way. Get dropped off wherever you're going and she could pick you up or she can like send a, a driver or like, I don't know, like the dad. I'm just like, and you're about to have your license. Like, why are you going out in Ubers? That really like stood out for me. I was like, all right, that's kind of weird. Um, and then speaking of going out, we see Sutton going out on her second date with Steve, who is the normal guy, not the weirdo that was talking about his mom and they're partying in Las Vegas for his 50th birthday. That was like red flag alert. And it's like, no wonder you were on a dating website because you obviously just go out with her mom. So you're not getting dates. But then when you do get a date and go out on a date, you're talking about your damn mom. So scared Sutton right off. But Steve is normal and nice. I think this is good. Second date. Um, she is bringing the ocean spray grapefruit juice out though. First of all, may I add, they were at a no frills, like dumpy little bar, which is totally fine. Like I'm not judging that part, but I'm pretty sure the no frills dumpy bar has like ocean spray grapefruit juice. Like, again, I said it in podcasts before she's acting like she's bringing like homemade fresh squeezed grapefruit juice. Like, oh, they may not have this. So let me bring it. I'm pretty sure places have like a 
shitty juice behind the bar. <laughs> That's like what I don't want. Like when we go out to eat, I'm looking for the fresh squeezed juice. Yes, I am a cocktail snob and it's because where we live, I have to be hard and crack down. Like if they don't have nice, fine juices and fresh cocktails, I will just get a glass of wine or you get a dirty martini that pretty much can't be messed up. Um, but I want the fresh squeeze. I'm sorry. So she's bringing it out of the purse and then he's complimenting the person. He's like, Oh, what is that? And she's like, it's Celine. And he's like, Oh, Celine Dion makes purses. <laughs> I mean, that was at least a good like code to know he's not gay and he is interested in Sutton and not just trying to get on the show because it reminded me of like the scene in Legally Blonde when she's like, Enrique's gay. He's not Brooke's lover. Um, Warner, what kind of shoes are these? And he's like, mm, black ones. And he didn't know. And the the gay guy that we found out that was on trial for the murder, he knew it was the Prada shoes. He's like, don't you stomp at your Prada shoes at me, honey. And that's how we knew he was gay. And I feel like we know Steve is not gay and is a potential mate for Sutton because he thinks Celine Dion is designing these purses out here. So they're playing some darts in the room. Um, I like this, you know, finally she has met someone I'd love to know. Fast forward to today. I hope on the reunion, Andy asks if they are still together. She'll probably say no. I feel like, um, it'd be nice if they were though, because I feel like he was good looking, normal, not hanging out with his mom, doesn't know what Celine purses are. So good. <clears throat> Cause she is saying that starting over at 50 is really tough. And it has to be. I mean, that's why I feel like Kyle wants to hold on to the marriage because she's like, oh, damn, like it's rough out on these streets. That's what Jeff Lewis was telling her. So it, and it would be hard. Um, I feel like Kyle, though, I said it on the last one, so I'll just repeat myself for a second. But I feel like Kyle would also like not date unless it's Morgan Wade. <laughs> But she'll just like hang out with all her friends and she's like so busy and she loves to hang out with the daughters. So I don't even know if she'd get into the dating world. Um, so then we see it pan to Kyle and Maurizio, them having their talk. But first, like before we got into the scene with them, it was just like a quick second. But I love when they show Kyle's dogs because they're always like wild and wild and out all over the house. Um, usually she's yelling at storm. I don't think this one was storm. It was another bad doggy and he was laying out on the cushions by the pool and he was ripping up a little like soft foam ball. Let's just ripping it up into shreds. It was like literally showed him for two seconds, but I had to pause it. I'm like, oh, look at that bad doggy. I'm like, Kyle's dogs are all, all bad. Always running around the house. And she's like, remember the one like stood on the dining room table. She's like, it was Storm. Like, I feel like Storm's the one always getting in trouble. She's like, Storm, get down. <laughs> He's like, I want to be on the show, Mom, so I'm going to cause a ruckus while you're filming. I want my five minutes of fame. But they're at the cute bar that I always say is so cute. Kyle's having another Heineken Zero. I need to get one of these Heineken Zeros, or I've been seeing the Corona Zero all the time when we go to Whole Foods, and I'm like, you know, like maybe I'm going to get one and just try one. I just want to see what it tastes like. I, I never tried the non, non, non-alcoholic beers when I was pregnant. Cause I was like, eh, whatever. Um, now I'd be curious though, because I'm trying to be really healthy, get in my like fit era. Um, I mean, I always was pretty healthy and fit, but you know, over the holidays we get like lazy with it. 
and wintertime makes you lazy. So I'm like, it'd be nice like in the summer if I don't want to have alcohol, but we're at the pool, just have like a taste, like refreshing beer, like picking the crabs. You always need a beer with the crabs, but maybe I don't want the calories. So I may try one of those. I would try the Corona like zeros or if that's what they're called. I know it's Heineken zero, but the non-alcoholic Corona, I would try because I do love a nice cold Corona in the summer. So Maurizio's pouring Kyle her non-alcoholic beer in a fancy little beer glass, and he's having a nice little glass of wine. So they're just talking about therapy. And another quick note, I'm getting real good with my eyes, analyzing the screen for every episode. We did get a new TV in the summer, so I feel like it's bigger than our old one and really clear, so I can like see so much. I saw Kyle's microphone on like her button down shirt, like her blouse. It was kind of like on button. And I saw the tape and I saw the microphone, which I mean, we've seen like the mic packs before when they're in skimpy clothing, but I've never seen the little microphone. So that was interesting. Saw the little microphone slip and they're just talking about therapy. And she says that she's just like really seeing that they're both busy and someone's got to give. And she feels like she's always like toned down everything so Maurizio can maybe do more even though she feels like she you know did do stuff but now she's like I am at a point in my life where I don't want to say no to anything and I want to do stuff but it is like a little weird because Maurizio brings up like well, we're going to be empty nesters soon and she's like yeah but I'm talking about right now but like I have to be honest I feel like they both act like they're empty nesters I mean like Kyle, if you're like having like regret, like having Portia because she's still at home, like, yeah, you can't say yes to everything. And Maurizio kind of can't say no because it's like his business. I'm not saying she should say no to stuff either, but like if a whole new project comes to her, she could say no. Maurizio can't say no to the company that he is like built up and like invested in and has worked with for like years. So a little different, like for me, I, I see both sides, um, but I feel like she's like, oh, well, I want to do this, this, and this. And it's like, well, Portia's at home. Like you could do this, this, and this in a couple of years when no one's at home. So Maurizio was saying though, that like therapy is, is fun. And she's like, well, I wouldn't really consider it fun. And he's like, oh, well, I mean, like once you get in there, maybe like it feels good to talk about everything. I just feel so bad because I feel like they're at the point where like, he could like sneeze and she's like, oh my God, why did you sneeze like that? Or like you sneeze kind of like an inch from my shoulder, like very nitpicky, picking up on everything. And she said she just wants to be heard and fulfilled. And I feel so bad. He's like grabbing her hand, trying to comfort her. And then in her confessional, what I wrote down, like really stuck with me. And I was like, whoa. And she was getting emotional. And I was like getting emotional because I have girls. She said, things I wouldn't want for my daughters to accept, I'm not going to accept for myself. And I was like, what does that mean? What are you accepting? Like cheating? Or I don't even know at this point if it is infidelity. I really just think it is the like, she wants to be like the bringing home the bacon person just as much as him. But like, I can't even ever see Maurizio putting her in like that. Well, you just stay at home. You don't do anything box. I do everything like kiss my feet because when he met her, she was already a somebody. He was a nobody. So like she had 
like acting when she was little. So I, I don't know, like I'm need to know the inside of Kyle's brain. And I really hope we get some answers answers at the reunion, but that was pretty crazy. That stuck out a lot for me, the like not accepting it. Um, so she must feel like pretty disrespected by him like right now. And then he grabs her hand again and she just seems a little checked out. Like he's still trying to do the emotional, like, I love you. We're married. And hers is more like, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. Like, that's the thing. That's a good, okay. That's a good way to put it. He is in love with her. She is just loves him as a person at this point and like loves that they were married for all this time and have kids. She's not in love with him anymore. I don't personally think when I watch these scenes and it does break my heart. So next week is going to be rough. I'm going to get the, the extra tissues to us. That's when they sit all the girls down and tell them that like they're separated, which like if they're already sleeping in different rooms, it's like, I'm pretty sure they all are like already thinking that you guys are separated because that's the number one clue. I mean, unless you're sick like dying of like a cold and you don't want your spouse to get sick, you're not sleeping in another room for like long periods of time. And they are like really doing little bickering, not like blowout fights, but like at Portia's little birthday dinner, they're like, I told your mom you had a tattoo. And he's like, why would you do that? I've never seen them act like that. So I'm sure the girls already sense something was going on. So I don't really know like what that all was about. But then we see all the ladies go to Anne Marie's Anna. Oh my God. I'm going to say Anne Marie all the time. It's because of how it's spelled. Oh, whatever. She probably won't be on next year for me to talk about unless she redeems herself from this party. But I think it's a little too late. Like the party was beautiful and extravagant, but um, I think you reach the point of redemption because you have one episode after this left. And it looks like Kyle's probably going to hog the entire episode. It's all going to, it's going to be about her Maurizio. So this was Anna Marie's probably only good episode. So it's like, I don't know if that makes it for the chopping block or you staying. I'm going to guess the chopping block, but she has a little diamonds and brunch event for the ladies, which is so cute. These are the things we like to say. So when she's getting ready with her glam, she, you know, needs to fill them in, which they probably don't care about, that she needs to talk with Crystal one-on-one. -on -one. And then we see Dorit talking to her glam for a minute and then always FaceTiming PK. Like, can't get glam without FaceTiming PK. So he is away, probably in London. And she's like, Bubba Lish, Bubba, when are you going to be back? Because it's Mother's Day, Bubba. And he's like, um, I'll be back as soon as I can, but you're not my mother. <laughs> and she's like, well, I'm the mother of your children and I want you to come back and buy me a gift and dote on me the whole day. Even though last time I made a big deal about the surprise you did for the anniversary. Maybe that's why PK was hiding out in London. He's like, you know what? I'm going to sit Mother's Day out this year because the anniversary kind of blew up in my face <laughs> with that. So I'm just going to stay here. Maybe the kids can do something for you, like color you a picture. But that was a little funny. Um, then they're all arriving at Anna Marie's house. Kyle Rose rolls in with a, another Birkin. I like that one, like green crocodile. And she's probably going to buy something. I mean, let's be real. Out of everyone, like she's the shopaholic. Even if it was like a ring that didn't fit her finger like she bought in Spain, she's buying it. She doesn't care 
what it is at this point. She'll get like a brooch that she'll never wear probably at this thing. Cause there was like intense diamonds. So like Garcelle and Erica were looking at this million dollar ring and Garcelle was like, you'd have to give a BJ for that every day. And Erica's like, mm, that's fine by me. Basically already did that for my past marriage <laughs> for everything that Tom supported me on, even though we now come to find out it wasn't his money. So I got to find someone with real money and give them a BJ. And then they could buy me this ring with their real money, not for victims monies. And then Sutton is bringing like a roadie is, was that so weird to everyone like you're going to like an event you know that it's going to be like catered and extravagant because also you know anna marie had to like call all these people and be like please sponsor me because i'll probably get fired from this show because everyone hates me and i'm not getting good feedback on the internet so i need to redeem myself with like a really extravagant party so you know she was calling all the vendors but sutton is making like a crazy strong like Roadie, and I was like, Oh my god, am I back in college? I mean, like, that's what I was thinking. Like, are we lining up and taking shots? But so she finally arrives with the roadie. Um, you could tell she's definitely buzzed, and she had a little nip slip on the slot slide side. See, I'm not buzzed, I'm, I'm sober, I'm in the middle of the day recording this, but she's a little nip slip that you can see is like fuzzed out. So I noted that, and I noted that Kyle had the microphone. Like, my eyes are 2020 with my contact lenses in. Take the contacts out, I wouldn't have been able to see shit. So she is walking around with the roadie cup. It's like feel like like a flowered Yeti cup that you, you bring coffee in. And Anna Marie's like, oh my God, let me like get you a glass. So like people don't think you're an alcoholic and you brought this from your home and you're like Yeti travel cup. And everyone's like, oh my God, could you have waited till you got here? And that's why I kind of feel like the women are like a little like, oh, okay. With Sutton's like drinking. Cause I did think that was weird. It's one thing when you're about to go to dinner like we're all guilty of doing stuff like that. And especially them when they get sent the drivers and they're in there with someone else and they're going to dinner, but like you're going to like a brunch. It's probably like 11 o'clock or like 12 o'clock. Like I think you could just wait till you get there. But so Anna Marie gets her glassware from her home and pours it in there. But see what I was also thinking is like maybe Sutton had to make it at home because she wasn't sure if Anna Marie would have the shitty ocean spray grapefruit juice. She's like, oh, she's probably going to have like fresh squeeze grapefruit juice at this palatious brunch. I got to bring my crappy like ocean spray juice, but she brought the, her vodka too. So that was the funny part, but she's telling everyone about her second date too with Steve and then it's normal and that he's normal and he's not obsessed with his mom. And in the meanwhile, Crystal and Anna Marie are sitting on the couch together talking about just moving forward. So that was good too. She's probably like, Anna Marie's probably like, I got to just like save face and tell her like everything's fine because I want to be on the show next year. But I think she blew it because all season she was harping on the same thing. And it's like a little too late for like basically the last episode to redeem yourself. So when all the ladies are in the other room, they're like eavesdropping and Kyle's like, I'll just walk by and go get some fruit and pretend like I'm just eating and not cantaloupe. Cause we remember she was feeding the cantaloupe on that stick to Morgan that time. So she'll go in the kitchen and get anything but cantaloupe. Um, eavesdrop. But then all the ladies are like, Oh, we see them hugging. Everything's fine. Everything's right with the world. 
And um, <clears throat> then they all sit down together. And Erica is just saying that she really expected like an apology out of the ladies. And she's admitting that she was hurt in Spain when she talked about the appeal and the earrings that no one really had anything to say. And she just feels they weren't on her side with all of this. And Dorit right away is like, well, I just had questions, but I never like doubted you, but like, don't be mad at me that I had questions. And then Kyle said that too. She's like, I never once thought you did anything, but I didn't like how you handled everything, which I, that is true. Like you could say that you could say like, I don't think that you knew Tom was doing that and that you were like spending the money knowingly. But you could say, I don't like how you're spinning everything, saying you don't care about the victims, you just care about yourself. She shouldn't have said that. I didn't like when she drank in that Aspen trip and said that. But I agree with Erica saying, like, why would I give the earrings back? Because that's omitting to guilt. That's how the court would have spun it. They'd be like, oh, okay, so you gave them back because you know you're guilty and you know. And then other bad stuff should happen. But... Her being like, I don't care about anyone but myself. She shouldn't have said that. That was a little harsh. And then Garcelle said that she had opinions on everything and she stands by them. She didn't really say like, oh, I don't think you did anything. But I don't think anyone thinks she willingly spent the money and knew it was the victims. But Sutton did. And she rolls out the apology carpet and she does say like, I'm really sorry. And I probably should have said it sooner. And I feel really bad that I made you feel this way. And I think that was good. Erica got emotional. She's letting her guard down more, which is nice because usually she's like a very tough exterior. Um, I thought that was good, though, that she was saying that. And I think it was a long time coming for Sutton to apologize to her. So that was nice. So that's how it kind of leaves off. And then we are going to have the season finale next week. And I believe that the cameras picked back up kind of like a scandal. So that's why I'm saying, I think the whole entire episode is going to be just about Kyle Maurizio, because what I think is this party that Anna Marie had was supposed to be the finale. Cause you know how they always have parties on the finales. So we're getting nobody. I think except the topic of Kyle and Maurizio. I mean, we'll get the ladies like chit chatting about it, but um, I am looking forward to that so it's going to be interesting it's going to be sad i'm going to be crying with all the daughters um and then we'll get the reunion i'm ready for some answers at the reunion i'm ready to see kathy hilton at the reunion you bet your bottom dollar i'm ready to see kathy back on the show too now that her and kyle are all good i hope we could get like a triple k kyle kim and kathy back on the show next season um so fun recapping this as always, this was so fun, and you could find me on Instagram at Bravo T with the stay-at-home mom, Spotify, and Apple. Till next time, see ya.